1: Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 15th of July. In your Squiz today, the unemployment rate is down to 3.5%. Sri Lanka's president finally resigns. Netflix's new streaming option. And when life or mates give you lemons. This is your Squiz today. Australia's unemployment rate continues to drop, clocking in at 3.5% for the month of June. It's the lowest since 1974 with 88,000 more people in jobs in June than in May. There were also lower than usual numbers of employed people becoming unemployed, so that's another good sign. All sounds like pretty good going, Claire, and it is, but there are some downsides to such a tight job market.
2: Yeah, the first is for businesses. They're finding it very difficult to find workers. Uh, When you put some numbers around it, what the Bureau of Stats says is that there's currently around one unemployed person per job vacancy. And when you compare that to before the start of the pandemic, there were three people for every job. So it's quite a different scene that we're facing at the moment than before the pandemic. Uh, What that has forced some businesses to do is to restrict their operations. And that's not great for the economy because you want everything to be revving at maximum capacity. And that creates even more jobs. Um, The other issue is inflation. If there's a tight jobs market, it means that employers usually have to pay a bit more for workers because they need to do that to attract talent. Uh, That means that people have a bit more money to spend and that puts pressure on prices going up. So inflation, of course, is a big issue for us at the moment.
1: And inflation, of course, drives interest rate increases. So it's likely that there's more of those on the horizon. If we're looking at employment and the workforce, Claire, then we best mention COVID because the rise in cases is having an impact there as well. Pandemic leave payments will be up for discussion at a National Cabinet meeting on Monday.
2: Yeah, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese didn't much want to have a National Cabinet meeting when he was asked about it earlier this week. Uh, But late yesterday, he said that that is what they're going to do on Monday. The main issue that's getting a bit of play at the moment is that the Albanese government has backed the ending of the pandemic leave payment, which gives up to $750 for workers who have been forced to isolate because they have COVID, but they don't have access to sick leave. Uh, Some of Albanese's colleagues want him to reinstate it. So do some of the state Labor leaders. Uh, So there's a bit of pressure on him there.
1: There'll be a bit to talk about in that National Cabinet meeting on Monday. Also on the agenda is the axing of free rat tests for concession card holders. There are those that are concerned that cases are rising again just as supports are being pulled away. But the ending of those supports is coming as the new government says it's worried about the state of the budget. An update on Sri Lanka now, Claire. President Gotabaya Rajapaksa has finally followed through on his promise to resign. He's
2: done that from Singapore, where he fled to after mass protests over his rule. It's unclear if he's seeking to stay in Singapore. What Singapore has said is that he's there as a private citizen uh, and that they're not the sort of country that usually grants asylum. Uh, They also said that he hasn't sought Asylum there So there's a few questions He might move on to another country uh, But what his resignation does Is trigger certain things for the process It legitimises Ranil Wickremasinghe's position As acting president Of course he's been the prime minister For the last bit of time uh, It means that there can be an election in parliament For a new president uh, And that's likely to happen in the coming fortnight Also it means that Rajapaksa no longer has legal immunity as the head of state and that certainly will be on his mind as he tries to find somewhere to live permanently uh, while the nation's economic collapse continues. His
1: resignation letter was sent by email to the Speaker of Parliament. He's going to authenticate it and make an announcement today so still plenty more to come. Another quick plug for our Shortcuts episode on Sri Lanka this week as we say it's an ongoing situation so if you want some more context as to how it got to this state of economic collapse and the role of the Roger Parks family in all of it. Just search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. PIF, the Pacific Islands Forum, wrapped up in Fiji yesterday. The two big themes, climate change and regional security, continued until the end.
2: Yeah, we got some bang for our buck out of PIF, yeah. didn't we, <laughs> with the shortcut last well, week? we really you listen did. Listen to that. You've had a really big week in following <laughs> this. Yeah, the wrap up of that meeting did see what Pacific leaders wanted to see, which is putting climate change at the top of the agenda when it comes to talking about their concerns. Uh, what they said in a document that's been signed overnight, which really is going to guide their next sort of 20 and 30 years worth of engagement, is that collective greenhouse gas emissions from the region account for just one percent of global emissions, but they are on the front line of adverse impacts from climate change. So it's really very much top of mind there. Uh, when it comes to more traditional security matters, uh, the Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare said that there will never be a Chinese military base in his country.
1: He also said that Australia remains the nation's security partner of choice and would only call on China if there was a. Gap that Australia could not meet. So that's a wrap on PIF, but the topic of regional security is one that is likely to keep coming up for a little while to come.
0: are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.
1: Where the Crawdads Sing was one of the best-selling novels of 2018. It must have been read by every book club going around. (laughs) A film adaptation of the book is about to be
2: released, but that's not why the book and the author is back in the headlines. Delia Owens, the author, had been a zoologist and a conservationist with her husband in Africa in the '70s, and by the '90s, the pair had developed a reputation for waging war against poachers. During their period in Zambia, it's alleged that a poacher was murdered, and what has bubbled up in the last twenty-four hours or so is that authorities there want to speak to Owens and her family about it. And of course,
1: where the crawdads sing does involve a murder mystery as well, so there are comparisons being drawn between the author's life and the novel. If you are keen to see the movie, though, the movie adaptation is being made by Reese Witherspoon. It'll start Daisy Edgar-Jones, and it is out on the 21st of July. Netflix has announced plans to offer a cheaper streaming subscription service. That is, if you don't mind, a few ads. They're going to team up with Microsoft
2: to roll it out, but no official word on when. No, there's still a bit to work through. But what we learned in one of their recent financial results was that for the first time in a decade, there was a fall in new subscribers. So the issue is that there's pressure on them to find revenue from other sources. And what they didn't rule out at the time was introducing ads in one of its lower cost packages. Uh, So now we know that that's being worked through and they're partnering with Microsoft to do that.
1: They've put that drop in new subscribers down to global. Global cost of living pressures and increasing competition. Friday Lights, Claire, we've been on a savoury run for a while, but you've got a recommendation for a dessert this week.
2: Yeah, and that's because a mate gave me a bag of lemons. So (laughs) they were at their farm and they've got a really good lemon tree. So they've dropped some back to me and I've got to do something with them. And there's only so much, you know, hot water and lemon you can have in the morning (laughs) and lemon on various bits and pieces. So I'm going to put them to work. Uh, There's a lemon ricotta dessert cake, which is really yum. Its texture is a bit like a cheesecake uh, and it's really easy to make. Uh, I like it with some lemon curd so it's easy to make as well and it's really a good way to get rid of those lemons you
1: can buy lemon curd and that would normally be how i would go about it but i have (laughs) looked at the recipe and it does say it only takes about five minutes to make lemon curd so if you're going to give that a whirl this weekend i'll pop links to both the recipe and the lemon curd in your episode notes squeeze the day or across the weekend claire what are you taking note of
2: Uh, Tomorrow is World Snake Day and I'm really not all about that. That's just the worst (laughs) day on the calendar, surely.
1: (laughs) Just reminds me of Taylor Swift now after her reputation tour. (laughs) But yes, snakes in and of themselves, very bad. Uh, Sunday is World Emoji Day. I've been known to use a few of those in my time. (laughs) Claire, we're still hanging out for a white wine emoji though.
2: Oh, I reckon we should start a campaign on that. Surely that's <laughs> something that the squiz can own. A white wine emoji, bring it on. Stand by,
1: squizzes. You'll be mobilised before you know it. <laughs> that's all from us this week. Have a great weekend and we will be back with you on Monday.